I've got three words for you. So remember this, okay? Be the salt. Say it with me. Be the salt. Yes. So the Lord has been speaking to me a lot lately about salt. I know it sounds a little funny, but salt has a very deep meaning, right? We see that all over the Old Testament. We see that in the New Testament. So we're going to focus today or tonight on um, the New Testament where Jesus mentions salt a few times here and also in Colossians. So here we go. We're going to go on a field trip, okay, throughout the New Testament. So buckle up. Here we go. Okay. All right. So picture this, okay. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 5, and it's one of my favorite, favorite chapters of Matthew. It's the Beatitudes. Um, so picture this sequence, okay. So here's Jesus, right. He has just fasted, and we're talking about fasting tonight, so it's so awesome. He's fasting, right, and he defeats the devil, right? He always defeats him, but he was tempted, right? But there was no tempting him because he's perfect, right? And he stomped at that enemy. He stomped at that devil, and he said, no, no, right? With whatever the devil threw his way, he's like, nope, I know my God, right? He was the son of God. He is the son of God. He's all-powerful, right? Wow. So there he is, right? And he does that for 40 days, 40 nights, okay? Then next, Jesus begins his ministry. He calls up his disciples. And now here he is on the Sermon on the Mount, right? And he's delivering the Beatitudes and telling us the attitudes that we are to have, right, for the kingdom of heaven, so powerful. So the crowds are there. They're all super hungry for him. They want more of what he's saying. They want more of what he has to offer. They're like, who is this Jesus? He's changing the world. We want to know more, right? And that's us. Yes? Amen? That is us. We want more of him. Yes. So here we go. We're in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. And he says this. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. We're not going to be trampled underfoot by men. No, he's calling us to be the salt. So take a look at that first part. It says, you are the salt of the earth. He didn't just say you're the salt in your home. You're the salt in this relationship. You're the salt at the grocery store. Nope. He paints a whole picture. It's the earth, okay? Be the salt of the earth. So here's the meaning of salt. This was so much fun to dig in. So, um, fun fact, though, we can't read 13 without reading 14, which is the next verse, okay? So, verse 14 says this, you are the light of the world. So, here we go again, right? The salt, now the light, okay? A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. That was verse 15. Let's go ahead and go to 16, too. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So fun fact, I didn't know this. I just learned this. But in Jesus' time, 
to make the candle burn brighter, they would add salt to the wick, okay? So nope, it's not an accident that he talks about the salt in verse 13, and then in verse 14, he talks about the lamp, right? Everything has a meaning. Jesus' words are powerful, right? So we are to be the salt and the light. So what's really, really fun is that when we think about this, Think about what salt does, right, when you're cooking. Who, who likes to cook? I'm, I'm learning. I'm still learning. I'm in process. <laughs> yes. So when you're cooking, you must add some salt, right, like sprinkle, and you follow a recipe. Um, but think about it. It adds flavor, right, lots of flavor. So when we think about that, also the salt brings out the flavors of all those different ingredients, right? Yes, all the different ingredients. Wow. And it also preserves it from decaying, okay? So here's the application, okay? So if salt seasons, it adds flavors. It brings out the flavors of all the different ingredients, and it preserves from decaying. That is who Jesus is. He preserves us, okay? Yes, and we, he has created us with free choice, right? Yes, with free will to choose him, to choose his way, to be seasoned by his heavenly salt and only his salt, right? So season yourself and others and your situations with the flavors of heaven, okay? The flavors of heaven, yes. So we must ask ourselves, God, what does this look like? What does it look like to really have what does this mean to have salt, Lord, in my relationships, in my situation? Ask him to paint a picture for you, and he's going to show you. Um, I love teaching, so whenever I learn something new or whenever, um, even if it's something I've already known, I'm like, okay, what does this look like in this situation? What does this look like? So that's such a powerful question to ask the Lord because he's so ready to show you, right? So ask yourself, ask God, what does this look like to be the salt, to season everything, season your friends with salt, right? I know in culture right now, there's this saying, I try to keep up sometimes with like hip sayings. My my niece is over there, Victoria and Christina helped me with that. Like, what does this mean? I don't know what brb is or what is this so um there's a saying that's kind of popular now um and it's like says oh don't be salty which is actually a bad connotation right they're really saying like oh like stop being so you know mean or stop being so um like annoying or things like that but i'm here to say nope we're taking that saying back to the kingdom of god right we're taking it back for the kingdom of god and we're saying yes be salty be salty with the flavors of heaven yes with the salt directly from heaven so yes go on and be salty tell the truth right yes god's truth so good Okay, so here's another meaning, okay? So in the Old Testament, they used the salt to sprinkle on all this di- the different sacrifices, right, that we were to offer to God. Um, so here what's really, really good about this is we can ask God, like, God, what are we offering up to you? Is what I'm offering to you in my life, God, is it seasoned? God, am I living your best life that you have for me, God? 
Like, what does that look like, Lord? What are we offering up to him? How are we living? How are we? I know it says it in Romans 12.1, like we are living sacrifices for him, right? So what does that look like to be a living sacrifice for God, truly seasoned by the salt of heaven, right? Yes, so good. Another meaning of salt, this is number three, okay? So this is probably one of my favorites. So fertilize. So salt is also a fertilizer. So they use this, and I'm sure they still do. Um, when I become a farmer one day, I will know because I actually kind of want to farm. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so um, to grow crops and cows and a couple of sheep and goats and chickens. So, um, so here we go. So salt is used to fertilize land for crops, okay? So let's think about this. So God made us in his image, right? So we are to live according to what he has called us to be, living in our true identity that he has for us. Not what we think, but what we know that comes directly from him. So if we are to be the salt, that means we get to fertilize everything, everywhere we go, right? Our homes, our workplace, the hallways down Albertsons, um, everywhere, right? In every situation, the playground, when you're just sitting at home, when you're washing dishes, <laughs> like we are to fertilize and take dominion, just like God says, right? Yes, so everything that we occupy, what does that look like? That we are fertilizers, that we are supplied, right? He supplies that for us. Wow. And here's the last meaning for salt, and I'm sure there's so much more to this, but it is also a biblical symbol for lasting covenant. So we see that all over the Old Testament, right, is that the sprinkle, again, the sacrifices with salt, and also the covenants. And I'm sure there's so much more in there, but let's hold on to the covenant that Jesus made for us. He died on the cross. He came as a baby, right? We just celebrated Christmas, but there's more, right? He grew up, yes, and he died on that cross for our sin. God made that covenant with us. He gave us his promises. He gave us, the Father gave us his only son. And Jesus, wow, right, what he did for us. So when we choose that, we choose him, we choose his ways, we choose to be seasoned by heaven, like, wow, we get to live a rich life, a very rich life in him, right? Wow, so good. So I'm going to take us, said we would go on a field trip, right? So here we go. We're going to Mark chapter 9, verse 50. And this is Jesus talking again, okay? And um, by the way, right before this, we're going to go to verse 49 and 50. But right before these verses, um, Jesus warns of offenses, okay? So he warns us, right? Just like we heard tonight as well is guard your hearts. Let's not get offended, right? And he's talking all about that. Um, so this is what's really cool is that he talks about offenses, and then here he comes and talks about the title here is tasteless. Salt is worthless, right? So let's read it. Verse 49. For everyone will be seasoned with fire, and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Verse 50. Salt is good. But if the salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. Wow, that last part, right? 
like, I know I've read this before, but when I read this this week, I was like, wait a minute, hold, hold on here. <laughs> like, it doesn't just say, you know, but if the salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? But he says, have peace with one another, right? So if we are the salt of the earth, then our relationships get to be heavenly as well, right? They get to be seasoned by him, by the flavors of heaven. Imagine that, okay? So if we have salt in us, it spills over to our relationships, right? With our wife, with our husband, with our children, with our moms, dads, cousins, everybody, aunts, uncles, the whole bit, coworkers. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Okay. So here we go. We're going to go over to Luke. Here's the third part of our field trip, okay? We're in Luke chapter 14. We're going to read verses 34 through 35, and this is Jesus again, okay? And again, this is what he says. He says, salt is good. There's a pattern, right? He keeps saying that over and over. Salt is good. But if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It, it is neither fit for the land nor, okay, listen to this, nor for the dunghill. But men will throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Wow. So he's really making a point here, right? Like he mentions back in Matthew, if you lose the flavor, you'll be trampled, right? We don't want to be trampled. No, we're victorious in him. Let's choose him and his ways, right? But man, I don't want to be on that dunghill, right? Yes, even when we do have that farm <laughs> one day, like that's not a fun place to be. It's pretty stinky. So it's, you know, we want to be flavored by him, by him. And I, I love it when he says this. He says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So God, open up our spiritual ears and our physical ears and our eyes, God, to see you, to hear you to really be the salt. Wow. Wow. And right before this, again, it's no accident, right? There's a purpose. There's a purpose why Jesus is saying all this in this context. But right before Jesus says this, he's talking to his disciples about what does it mean to be a disciple and about giving up everything, right? He gives some examples in there in the um, verses before 34. But he's talking his, to his disciples, and he's like, hey, you've got to give it up, right? You've got to give up everything to follow me. And it's still the same today, right? So my question is, what are we holding on to that's keeping us from truly, truly bringing the flavors of heaven, from truly being that salt, from truly being who he called us to be, right? To be that salty individual, yeah, for him, for his purpose. Wow. So when we think about this too, it's like a salt. There's a chemical reaction. I'm not a scientist, but there's some sort of a chemical reaction that happens, right, when you add the salt to your food, when you are working with salt and you're, you know, doing um, 
experiments with salt. There's a chemical reaction that happens. So let's be change agents for him. Let's be part of that chemical reaction. It's not something that we drum up to make happen. Like we're really, really trying hard, but it's him. It's his Holy Spirit. It's his wisdom. And we get to ask him for it. And we get to be obedient and have joy. Yes, because we're living the way he wants us to live, right? Being that salt. Wow. And the last stop to our field trip. We are going to Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Wow. And when we go there, this is Paul, and he's talking to the Colossae people, right? And um, super powerful because he uses salt in the same way that Jesus does. And what's really cool, after we read, we'll, um, it talks about speech. So as we read this verse, think about what your speech is like. What your speech is like when good times come, when troubling times come, when sad times come, when confusing times come. Let's think about what speech do we, are we um, partnering with. Okay, so here we go. Verse 6, uh, Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So, wow, we get to bring the salt into our responses to people, right? To our responses. And Paul here, he's instruct, instructing the people, like, okay, so here we go. There's persecution happening, right? Because we're followers of Jesus. So we're going to stand strong, right? And we're going to keep following Jesus no matter the cost, right? Ooh, the cost. But you know what? When we are in him, wow, thank you, Jesus. When we are in him, it's like we, get, we just get to reach out for him and let him guide us. Even if it's whatever it is that we're going through, he's right there with us, regardless of what people may tell you, if, even if they mean well. Like, he's always there with us. Yes, God. So we get to bring, our, we get to bring that salt into everything that we say into every response we have for that person who's asking us a question about who Jesus is. Or maybe it's that person who's mocking us, or maybe it's someone that, you know, could be a little tricky. Or maybe it's someone that we really, really love and we see them and they're not making good choices or whatever the situation might be. He's right there with us. And he wants us to be the salt in those circumstances because as we also read all over the Bible, right, is that our words are powerful, very powerful. So let's be the salt. Let's be the salt. So Jesus, we thank you, God, that we get to be flavored by you, by heavenly flavors, God. Lord, will you show us what does it look like, sound like, feel like to be the salt? 
Lord God, we want to season everything that we're in. God, we want to be with you, Jesus. We want our responses to each other to be seasoned with salt. Father God, we desire to live salty lives for you, Lord God, to be drenched in your spirit, to be drenched in your glory, to be surrounded by you, God. In your word, you say that you are the shield around us, God, that you will never leave us, God, that we are to give up everything for you, surrender, complete, true surrender, God. So we offer up ourselves as living sacrifices for you, and we say, have your way, God. We want to live in a way that will affect the people around us, that will affect the situations that we're in, that will spill over to the people around us, Lord God. So Jesus, we ask God, yes, Lord. Yes, God, come and drench us. Yes, Jesus, heavenly salt, God. We thank you, God. Yes, God, we offer up everything to you, Jesus. We thank you for your words, God. We thank you for your word that's powerful, alive, and active. We praise you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.